The F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the College Basketball Experience. March Madness is heating up, and you need to subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. It's awesome, baby! Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. See, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Been a couple of minutes since I pushed that button. You are correct. It is the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Back for season two. I know it's been a very, very long hiatus for the show. But, uh, you know, it's really not a lot to cover in the F1 in the offseason. It's just, uh, it's crazy. We did cover something in the F1 realm in the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, so uh, make sure to check that out. But he's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. You do recognize this if your feed is set on auto subscription. Thanks for doing that, by the way. And <laughs> We're happy to be back. Cody, F1 starts this weekend. How stoked are you? Rod, we've been uh, we've been cranking out the NASCAR episodes, of course, but talked about it earlier this week on that show. We have all three NASCAR series this week. IndyCar is back and F1 is back. It is a loaded week of racing, and I myself could not be more pleased about it. Glad to be back for season two, 1.5. We kind of started halfway through last season, so our first full season of the F1 Gambling Podcast. But uh, yeah, a little hiatus. Glad to be jumping back into it, ready to give out some bets, talk some F1. I'm pumped up. I'm ready for uh, another season of fun racing. I think uh, we'll get into this a little bit, but I think there's going to be, not this is a pretty low bar, of course, but a little more parody than there was last season in F1. It's interesting because as I was researching, and of course, as I was following along in the offseason, there's always those storylines that you tend to follow and things that you're, you're looking for. And I mean, as much as the world is pushing Max Verstappen, and for good reason, I mean, the guy's back-to-back champions, like literally the king of the world right now, it just seems to me that the F1 racing world is not necessarily all that in love with their past champs as most other sports are, right? I mean, I just still, I feel like there's other, people are paying more attention to other storylines as well, and they're like, oh yeah, Max is a two-time champ, that's fine. But there's all these other storylines are, are, are hampering around, so I, I love to see it, and I'm like you said, I'm I'm excited to see maybe a little bit more a uh, little bit more competition than we saw last year. And then Max comes out and wins 15 more races, <laughs> and we all shut up about it. I we can't. I mean, <laughs> but, what? Yeah, who knows? We'll see. <laughs> exactly. What are we going to say when that happens? Are, will we be surprised? No, no. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> not even a little bit. So, 
Um, but yes, that means that there is NAS or a NASCAR. Holy shit, that's a first faux pas. Uh, <laughs> drink every time I say NASCAR, everybody. Uh, yeah, there is F1 odds. Obviously, they've been out for a long time now, uh, and we're going to get hunkered down into some of them like we always do on this show. If you are joining us and you're brand new to this show, welcome to F1. Welcome to the sport that is worldwide popularity, but for some reason, we in the United States are very slow to pull it up, um, and that's why we're here. We're trying to help you get there and, and get you making money off of the F1 because, listen, there's a lot of money to be made in the F1, especially in the gambling, because you do this right, you can make some money off of this. There's some bets that almost every week seem to hit, so we'll get you there. We'll talk you through them like we do on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast show. If you're new to F1, you found this show just to F1, we have an F- a NASCAR Gambling Podcast, so we'll introduce you to that as well if you go over there. So, so much to talk about, so much to do, but first... This will be, obviously, the first race of the F1 circuit. It is in Bahrain, uh, where they've started the last uh, couple of seasons. 2020, they did not start there, but uh, they did. They are starting there again. Um, and, and look, Cody, there's a lot of stuff happening, and there's a lot of new places, new faces in new places. Uh, and so I know you've got a list of all that stuff. So, so introduce us to what we're going to expect here in the 2023 season that's different from last season. Yeah, lots of changes this season. F1, of course, there's only the 20 rides, so we don't necessarily see a lot of big changes all at the same time, but quite a few uh, this season. Oscar Piastri, he headlines this class uh, of rookies coming in. Uh, He's the next chosen one, right? The next Lewis Hamilton, the next Max Verstappen, or so they think. Um, So he's going to jump up into F1 for his first season. Uh, He'll be over at McLaren running with Lando Norris there. A lot of questions in the offseason about the direction of McLaren, and they were kind of, you know, one of the top teams that wasn't the big three last season. Are they going to be able to hold on to that this season, or a lot of people are kind of projecting them to be down? Uh, We'll see see how Piastri does. Uh, Did not race at all last season. No no races for him. He was a relief driver, had some couple F1 testing sessions, and I think he ran a few of the practice sessions here and there and whatnot, but uh, no races for him. But prior to that, he had won a lot of everything everywhere So uh, <laughs> and won all of it. So we'll see how he does up here in the F1 level. Uh, Nick DeVries is going to take over for Alpha Torre. Um, he made his debut last season filling in for Alex Albon after Albon was injured. Um, he filled in at the Monza race. Uh, so he's going to be making his his first full-time season now in F1. Uh, the first American, first full-time American since 2007 in F1 will be Logan Sargent. Uh, he is from, I believe it's Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, and so he is, is going to be the first guy we have that's, uh, that is American that's going to be on the circuit. So something to... Something for us us Americans to to root for as far as the F1 goes. Um, and then Nico Hulkenberg returns to Haas Racing. Uh, he missed the last three seasons in F1, uh, and now he is full-time anyways, um, but he's coming back full-time. Uh, Going to be teammates with... Uh, boy, I just had his name and I totally lost it. <laughs> Over at Haas, uh, Kevin Magnuson. And, uh, you know, if you've watched Drive to Survive, those guys haven't always gotten along in the past. So it'll be interesting to follow. There's going to be a few storylines teammate-wise. The other kind of new face in new place, or new face in old place that I want to bring up, Daniel Ricciardo is going to be the relief driver for Red Bull. 
I think that there's going to be a lot of pressure on Sergio Perez. My prediction, Daniel Ricardo is going to be in that Red Bull by the end of the year instead of Perez, but uh, just see how things go. We've seen Red Bull. They can be pretty cutthroat. They've done it before. Uh, Ricardo, you know, he was a great driver for them. He's obviously very popular. He's probably my favorite driver on the grid. I'm sad that he's not in a full-time ride this season, but uh, if Perez is not performing, I think they could have a very quick trigger on making that replacement, and I think that's part of the reason that Ricardo was pulled in. We can get into that more on another day, obviously, but uh, it's going to be a storyline to watch for sure. Yeah, you called that shot a couple of weeks ago, too, when we were doing the Open Wheel Talk on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, and I mean, it's it's not without warrant, obviously. Max Verstappen's the top dog over there. There's absolutely no unseating him, uh, unless, of course, he pulls a complete and total meltdown and torches the entire team on the way out. But um, barring any sort of, of mental breakdown from Verstappen, he's obviously the golden child there. I can't see him going anywhere. So yeah, Perez got that ride for the next twenty years. <laughs> for as long as he's as long as he's capable of driving a car, I think to the highest level, that's that's going to be his ride. Um, no one's going to be ever able to poach him. But yeah, I mean, there's a, again a lot of these changes are are very interesting for the team dynamics, obviously, um, and just the running order. You know, again, we we talked about there's not a lot of parity in this in this sport altogether. I mean. More often than not, you have the favorite to win, and it's probably going to end up winning. And it's usually always Max Verstappen. Uh, but you know, you got the the Ferrari drivers uh, in Charles Leclerc and and Carlos Sainz, and then you know you have your Mercedes drivers, and those big three usually dominate the top of the charts. So um, trying to find yourself betting down the 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 grid, you know, that's that's where you got to find your money makers. That's where you got to find where you're gonna. You're going to finish that out. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, it's just a it's a very different uh, sport to, to gamble on than most other sports out there. And, and, again, if you're brand new, don't be afraid when you see lines of minus 200, minus 250, uh, because you know that that's what's going to happen. I mean, the books know that this is as predictable as it is, and they're going to adjust as such. So um, you have to either get comfortable paying the juice and laying that much, or finding value elsewhere, which is kind of what we, the, the balance beam that we walk on, on this show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you're new to the show again, welcome. Uh, and that's the thing is like, you look at last season and you're like, well, how can you bet on F1 Max Verstappen just won every week? Like you just go bet on him and that's it. But like we talk about last season on this show, like we talk about a lot on the NASCAR show, um, it's betting the race within the race, right? And it's not just betting the winner. You can bet the podiums, you can bet the top tens. There's team bets. There's pit stop bets. Rod's favorite bet, of course. Um, there's all kinds of other races within the race we can bet on. We can have a lot of success on. And uh, yeah, I think, and I think that uh, you know, at least early on here is going to be a great chance, great opportunity to try and grab some value because it is a new season. We don't necessarily know what everyone's going to have right out of the gate. And so, if you can get some of these more value bets in early i think we're gonna have a better chance to hit them as the season goes on you're gonna see some minus 250 bets and stuff like that but it gets to the point in f1 where a lot of things are very predictable um and so that's just kind of how it goes we'll go with the flow and uh like last year try and win win a lot of money and again we'll ride the predictability but we'll also try to predict the unpredictable which is uh you know that's <laughs> exactly. if anybody could do it it's cody that's for sure i'll tell you right now if anybody could predict the unpredictable 
And then one other thing, too, before we get into it, uh, Lance Stroll was injured in the offseason, still up in the air as far as whether or not he is going to be racing on Sunday. I would lean towards probably not. Uh, Felipe Drogovic, Drogovic, I think. I'm not sure. There you go, mispronouncing (laughs) things again. Good job, Cody. He's one of those names maybe we'll have to learn. He's a Brazilian guy. Uh, He's had a lot of success in F2. Uh, He's got eight wins, 19 podiums over there, uh, and won the series standings last season. So he is tapped in line as the relief driver if Stroll cannot race for Aston Martin. And I would say that is the likely outcome at this point. We're recording this on Wednesday evening. I have not seen an official announcement yet. So maybe by the time you listen to this, we will know. But just something to keep your eye on. And uh, obviously, if you don't see Stroll out there and you see Felipe, then uh, you'll know why. Indeed. Uh, Okay, so we will step away for a break. It's time to start getting down to the betting action. We'll set up the race. We'll tell you a little bit about it. Then we'll start giving you our favorite bets on the weekend because that's what we do. And it's a lot of fun to be betting on F1. We're doing it on a Wednesday, so hopefully you can get in in time for those practice bets on Friday. Uh, But we'll talk to you about that more after the break. So let's get to it. Let's tell you about that. (laughs) Random. There. This is the button I got to push. Sorry, guys. It's our first show back in a ton of time, so got to get used to the buttons. Let's talk about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states. There's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, which is also known as WinBet's build-your-own-bets. March Madness is almost here. There's plenty of ways to win, getting down on the NBA, NHL, and, of course, the XFL. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, for all of our DGENs out there, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or somebody knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The SGPN merch store continues to add brand new items to the store every single day. Go over right now to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Go get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, hoodies, anything that you can think of that's over there. Go grab you some. SGP and branded. If you love the NASCAR gambling podcast and you're here because of that, grab yourself some NASCAR gambling podcast stuff. Look for some F1 stuff. I think it got pulled down, but we might be able to bring it back up again over the course of the weekend. Cody, you're talking. What? what? We're working on that. Yeah, we'll be up on, again soon. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm damn copyright people. Everybody, everybody <laughs> thinks that we're copying them, and really, we're just trying to sell merch, man. What? Exactly. H- hook us up, please. Uh, but yeah, right now, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Go grab your favorite SGPN merchandise to Bahrain we go for the first circuit of the Grand Prix 2023 it is the Formula One Gulf Air Bahrain Grand Prix 2023 the first Grand Prix here was held in 2004 this is a 57 lap race of 5.412 kilometers get out of here with your doggone miles we are in kilometers here The race distance is 308.238 kilometers. The lap record here is owned by Pedro de la Rosa. 
in 2005 who posted a 1 minute 31 second point four four seven lap. This is shaped just it's like almost like a uh, a stapler that you would use like um, like you're using for a wall stapler, right? Does that is that pretty much accurately describe this this track? That is actually a, a very good description. I I don't know that I would have been able to come up with that as a description, but yes, props to you, Rod. That is that is very good. Hey, thanks to my wife for using those things. I don't. I'm just saying right now. She's the one that's the handy person around the house, not me. Uh, so that's why I know what that looks like because it's sitting on our on our shelf right now in the garage. So yes, it looks like a stapler. Got a pretty long straightaway down turns uh, through 1 and 15 uh, and, and really just basically a lot of twists and turns down here. Uh, a couple of DRS zones, obviously, uh, between turns 13 and I mean, the straightaway between thir- thir- 13 and 14. Holy cow, Rod, speak. Um, and, and basically, yeah, like I said, just a lot of twists and turns in this. Um, they did testing here, so they do know what's going on around this track in this car. Um, but again, man, this is this is it. This is race one. These guys, they don't know what they're unloading with yet. So we're about to get there soon, right? Yeah, and they did do testing. I don't necessarily take that testing really that deeply. I'll reference it a little just so you kind of have an idea as I'm going through some of my bets. But I think that a lot of these teams kind of hold back because they don't want to show all their cards in that testing session. So I know there's been a lot of talk about Mercedes maybe not being on point this year. When we get to my bets, you're going to see I'm still very invested in them. Um, but it, I, I'm not looking too deeply into the testing numbers just because I think that a lot of stuff is kind of held behind the curtain and they want to wait to unveil it until we get uh, until we get on the track. One thing I will point out quick, um, Max Verstappen has not won on this course yet. So despite his record uh, setting wins last season, and he did have a pretty good race here last season until uh, – Electric, I think it was electrical issues or motor issues late in the race. He was steamed, but uh, (laughs) he was steamed. His radio has not yet won here, so that is notable. Yeah, that actually, and it's crazy to think too, because with all of the wins that he put together, he did not start the season with a win, and it's just uh, it just goes to show that doesn't matter how you start. Sometimes it's it's just how you finish. So um, I, I do agree with you on that one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, this this is going to start it all out for us, and we're going to fi- figure out where we're going for that. But isn't it amazing to you sometimes, though, that these guys, they hold back, right, in testing? But wouldn't you want to see what you have? Like, I mean, are you testing something but not other things? Like, I don't yeah, know. That's the thing is is it's there's, I guess, that level of gamesmanship to it, right? You want to test what you have, but you don't want to show the other guy what you have either. I don't know. That's why I'm so that- I think it's walking the line, the fine line, right? And and that's where we don't know who was going all out, who was holding back. That's why I don't look too deeply into I mean, there's some things you can take from it for sure, but I don't look too deeply into it because you know some of these guys at the top, they uh they like to play Christian Horner, Toto Wolf. These guys like to play mind games with each other. And uh we we see that play out well on Drive to Survive, obviously, and uh I think that that's probably included in the testing session. Yeah, they, these guys have known each other far too long, far too long. So, um, all right, well, then let's go ahead and start setting up some of these bets, shall we? Um, again, like Cody said, we're, we're going to give you all of our bets. We got four of them for you, including our winner's bets. So, we'll uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and start laying them out. What do you got first, Cody? Yep, first up for me, jumping right on that uh, Mercedes train. 
I'm going to go with George Russell to land on the podium at plus 275. I am a huge Russell stand this season. I think that Russell is the next great for Mercedes. I think that we saw it last year, right? It was his first season in Mercedes after he you know, got the step up into the great equipment, and he did not disappoint. Only two races all season long where he did not finish inside of the top eight. One of those was the British Grand Prix. Of course, he got out of his car to check on. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember who it was that wrecked, but got out of his car to check on him, wasn't allowed to continue the race. So I don't even count that as a not finishing good because he just did the right thing as a human being. Uh, so only one other race all season where he did not finish in the top eight. So that goes to show you how good he is at taking care of his equipment and at being there when he needs to be there. He won his first race, a couple of, I think, the second-to-last race of last season. So he finally broke that barrier. We talk about that a lot in NASCAR. It goes for all levels of racing. Sometimes that first win is the hardest to get. Once you get it, once you break through and get that, you break the seal, you get that win, and the wins start piling up quickly. Um, obviously, Lewis is, is still the top dog at Mercedes and likely will be until he's gone, right? He's one of the greatest, if not the greatest F1 driver ever. We all know about that. But I think that we saw a lot of flashes towards the end of the season from Mercedes. Again, a lot of talk this offseason, this testing. Maybe things weren't too impressive. I think they are specifically holding a lot back. Now, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they come out and they suck this week, and that's a risk you're going to take. But if they are good, getting him to just finish on the podium at plus 275, I feel like, is great odds. Um, again, they could have issues, yes, but other people could have issues as well. We haven't been out on the track in their newest versions of these cars and worked out all the bugs. We saw it last season with Red Bull having both their cars drop out um, so other teams could drop out. That allows him the better finish. And again, if he's in the top eight every single week, then he can be up there where he can get into the top three. I am buying really high on the George Russell stock this season. So he's going to be my first bet of the season. Yeah, I mean, again, you really can't. I, and I don't know what it is. I do have a soft spot for Mercedes once I started to, to really dive into the sport. And maybe it is just because I like Lewis and I, I really do uh, like George. Those guys, they're uh, they're lovable chaps, eh? Uh, we we need we need a British voice on this. Our bosses told us they said, "Look, at, you need to get yourself somebody British to to talk this uh, F one." So if you're listening to this and you are somebody who uh, is out there across the pond, by all means, we would love to have you and talk F one with you. Because I was told you were working on your British accent. Rob, oh, bro, you so. do not know. <laughs> God, no, you don't want me to have a British accent. I will defend everybody in that country and ours for that matter. So let's, let's, uh, let's ixnay on the, uh, on the itish bray because I'm, I'm good on that one. Um, but yeah, I do, I do love Russell. And I think, I think you're right. I think that win, maybe you go into a season and do an off season with a win, it's a much different mindset when you come back again because you're like, oh, look, I won. And I won in a season where a dude was completely dominating. So I must be good enough to do this, right? And it's just, it's a confidence boost. And I, I do uh, appreciate your love for Russell this season. And I mean, we may hear it a lot, <laughs> but but I think it's well warranted. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all right. I'm going to pick on the new kid. You talked about the new guy for AlphaTauri. It's uh, Nick DeVries. Uh, I, I'm going to pick him to not be as fast in practice one as Lando Norris. There's head-to-heads. 
Again, if you're new to F1 betting, there are bets on all sorts of crazy things, not the least of which are practices. So for the very first practice of the very first race of the very first season of young Nick's life, I got to tell you, I, I, while I think he's probably going to do well in the race, I just think the jitters are going to get to him. Lando Norris, a grizzled veteran, obviously from McLaren, has done several things, in, up to and including finishing top four here for a couple of years in a row. So Lando Norris has proven he's done well on this track. He knows this track. You know, he's going to come out. He's probably going to want to put balls to the wall. Because here's the thing. A lot of these lesser teams that aren't the big three, right, the Mercedes, the Ferraris, and the Red Bulls, they tend to want to come out and just gun because they know that uh, they already know that the Red Bulls, the Ferraris, and the Mercedes are going to be fast, right? So they got to come out and they've got to clock these fast laps as well. And for Lando Norris, a guy that's finished inside the top five in in you know two of the the several races that he's been in so far. Um, he knows this track, and he knows his way around it. And I think for practice, he's going to want to come out. He's going to want to come out blaring. Uh, Nick, on the other hand, this is his rookie season, right? He doesn't know what he doesn't know, but he also doesn't know what he doesn't know. So I have a feeling that he's going to come out and take this first practice to try to just get acquainted with the track. This, for whatever reason, is at plus 120 for Norris to be faster than Nick in the first practice. Take that plus money and run with it because I guarantee you right now that that uh, McLaren team is going to come out and, and unload fast versus, you know, this this rookie that this is his first race. Nerves are going to get to you, man. I don't care what it is. Your first time, you're going to be nervous. So uh, I think Lando Norris, the, the grizzled vet, will be faster than Nick DeVries on the first practice. Yeah, I like this one as well. Again, you're just you're getting plus money when there is so many unknowns. So that alone is is a positive for me. Uh, you look back at the testing, you think that these teams probably aren't hiding as much as some of the top teams. Lando was better on two of the three days than Nick was, um, and overall was better than he was in times as well. So I like this one. Uh, you look back last year, the McLarens were better than the Alpha Tories as well uh, most weeks. So I like it. Lo- uh, unloading from the truck faster right there in P1. Be a good way to start off the week if you can cash a plus money bet. Next up for me, I am actually going to take a new guy against Lando just because of then this is purely price driven. And so I've got Oscar Piastri again over Lando Norris at plus 295. So I get that Lando is the grizzled vet, right? He's been around. He's been with this team for a while. But these are two drivers getting in exactly the same cars. Piastri is supposed to be the next coming, right? Supposed to be a great driver. We're expecting a lot from him. This is his first F1 start. And so you have to count, put that in there, right? But at almost three to one for two guys in the same exact car against each other, Give me the guy that is three to one against the other guy. I just think that it's mispriced for two guys in similar equipment. I get the experience factor from Lando, but I do trust that Piastri um, with his, and I know he didn't race last season too, so there could be some rust there. He did the testing. He did some testing and practices last season as well. I'm sure he's had plenty of sim time. Um, And if this was, you know, plus 120 or something, I probably wouldn't have even looked at it. But at plus 295, almost 3-1, to one, it just screams value to me. And again, we don't know what these cars are going to have. Yeah, they're in similar cars, so if one had a problem, the other one probably would too. But there is also that. Lando could have an issue on his car or anything just because they are getting the bugs worked out. 
And so same cars, I'm going to take that extreme value that I see here at plus 295. And and look, there's nothing to say that Lando can't just lay back a little bit too, right? I mean, it's obviously he doesn't have to prove too much. Uh, he's going to come out. He's going to try to be fast. And obviously his teammate could catch the better of the first practice. But again, I still think that you can cash this one and the uh, Lando over Nick DeVries too. Because, you know, again, I, I just think that he's, he's going to become a lot, a lot more timid, in my opinion, than... Um, maybe his his fellow team, uh, Lando's fellow teammates. So I like both of these uh, for and at plus two ninety five. You know we talk a lot about value and just good value overall, and this is one of those things where we uh, try to identify that for you. Um, and and two ninety five in F one, <laughs> that's definitely good value for sure. Yeah, and then you look back to last year, Lando finished 15th in this race, so it's not like he had some great day or anything like that. Uh, in testing, Lando was, you know, had the better testing times. Um, but again, I'm not looking too much into that. Uh, one of the days, Oscar did outperform Lando, so he can. And I'm just going to put it in as over the course of that entire race, I think there's enough of a chance that uh, Oscar can can beat him out and uh yeah so i'm gonna go with that i agree uh all right for my next bet i'm gonna go with ferrari and this is a double top six finish this is another one of those where again i'm gonna say the number to you and you're gonna go this is a little bit more than i'm comfortable playing the juice on this is at minus 165 but here's the thing right what's your favorite saying cody you only pay the juice if you lose. You only pay the juice if you lose. And it is very difficult to lose this bet. And I say that because uh, last season, actually, on this track, Ferrari finished one and two. So they actually finished within the first two cars of the race. It was Charles Leclerc. It was Carlos Sainz finishing one and two in 2021 in this race as well. Uh, Ferrari did not finish in, in double top six. Uh, Charles Leclerc finished sixth, and then Carlos Sainz finished eighth. But, uh, you know, again, these guys are a lot more veteran than they are than they were in 2021. Both of them still run very well. In fact, um, you know, those guys, it was always either them or Max Verstappen for a win overall and and so you know it was just a matter of which one of those three was going to end up getting the win so i like that in 2019 they both finished in the top six Charles leclerc finished third and then sebastian vettel actually finished fifth in that race so ferrari's got a pretty good track record of finishing in the uh double top six here in bahrain especially but overall on the season that's that was basically what they did you know, it was either a podium finish, a double podium finish, or a double top six finish for these guys. And they were always around the front, always around the, the top five, top six. So uh, I, I don't mind the minus 165 for a double Ferrari top six finish in this race. Yeah, I like it as well. And it's not even, I mean, minus 165, it, there's some juice, but that's not even crazy juice, especially in F1. Ferrari obviously is one of those top three teams you know, they're going to be one of the six big drivers, right? You got the two Red Bulls, you got the two Mercedes, you got the two Ferraris. They were very good here last season with Shaw Leclerc taking the win. I expect them to be good again this year, so I will back you on this one as well. I'm also going to go with a team bet here, but mine is a little bit more of a, a stretch, but bear with me. 
I have got both Haas drivers to finish in the top 10 at plus 700. Again, early on here, I'm going to search for value when we when there are so many unknowns. Um, and I feel like we just talked about all these new names in the field, right? And yes, you have Nico Hulkenberg coming to Haas this year, but he's coming back, right? He, it's been three years he's been out of F1, but he's been in there before. So he's not a rookie. He's a veteran of the sport. Um, you go back to last year, Kevin Magnuson finished fifth in this race. Um, he was seventh in testing this season. So again, if you want to look into the testing numbers, there's that. Now, Nico, Nico was 15th overall. So maybe a little bit of work needed. But um, again, with all these young drivers in the field, potential incidents and stuff, if he can avoid that, I think they could easily both score the double uh, top tens. You go back to the last time that Hulkenberg raced here was 2019. Uh, he ended up wrecking, but in 2018, when he was with Renault, he finished in sixth place. And that same season, Kevin Magnussen finished fifth. I know that's 2018, so that's five whole seasons ago, but that's kind of when the last time you're looking at Hulkenberg being on this track, at least. So these two drivers can get it done. Uh, K Mag showed it as early as last season, right? Where he finished in fifth place. If Hulkenberg can sneak up there as well, you don't need him to win the race. You don't need him to podium, not even in the top six, just finishing the points. They can both get inside that top 10. Again, drivers have, you know, cars, car failures, drivers have problems. There's incidents. You got all these young guys in the field at seven to one. I feel like there's enough value here to take a type of bet like this early on in the season. Again, this might not be a bet as we get more information. We see how the season goes that you would make later. But I think there's extra value in this type of bet early on where there are so many unknowns in the first race. Well, and so you talked a lot about what was going on and all the changes in the beginning of the season too, or beginning of the episode rather about the, the season that we're about to get in. And if you're just asking both of these Haas drivers to finish in the top half of the field, I mean, we're not, again, this isn't NASCAR where it's 36 tr cars on the track. You know, it's only 20. So you just got to beat 10 other cars. And look, I hate to say it. I, I know Williams is, is one of those teams. It's always down there around the ball. I mean, you know, there's there's possibilities for them to get over there. So I, I absolutely love this um, as well for a uh, top 10 drivers for both of them. Um, all right. You talked about my fastest pit stop uh, bet. I, I will tell you this much right now. I well, So here's the thing. The fastest pit stop was always one of those ones that uh, that we we laid on um, uh, Red Bull, right? That was obviously the one that uh, that we always said this is your your reminder to to play Red Bull. Red Bull this week is minus one fifty to have the fastest pit stop of the race for good reason. They did it last season. They were the fastest team all season long. They had the fastest pit stop all season long. These guys are fantastic. So. Here is your weekly reminder to go ahead and put money on Red Bull to have the fastest pit stop, even at 150, minus 150. But I will throw one into the mix for you if you like a little bit of spice in your betting card. At 18 to 1 sits Mercedes. Mercedes has been second for a long time to these guys, right? And Mercedes has actually had a fastest pit stop here. It's been a little bit, but it's happened. So I'm just saying we, we're putting a lot of stock in the Mercedes basket this season, and maybe they come out this this first race and prove that, listen, we have something for Red Bull this season. We are going to compete 
with Red Bull. Because let's face it, everybody wants to compete with Red Bull. Yeah, Ferrari's still lurking around there, and yeah, we love Ferrari too, but nobody says, we're going to come out and beat Ferrari. No, no. Everybody says, we're going to beat Red Bull. So to beat Red Bull, you have to beat Red Bull. And how do you got to do that? More often than not, it's probably in the pits. So these guys are turning like 2.1, 2.2 is Red Bull. So Mercedes has to, to wind that down. But I like the value at 18 to 1 because, listen, McLaren's at, pl at plus 275, Alpine's at plus 1,000, AlphaTauri's at plus 1,000, Aston Martin's at plus 1,200, Ferrari's at plus 1,200. I'm just saying, if there's a team that can compete with Red Bull this season, I think it's Mercedes. I think this pit stop may be one of the fastest, but I'm telling you right now, hedge on Red Bull because minus 150 is still not that bad, uh, and we'll probably see that number slowly start to creep up as the season goes on because... Yeah, they're going to get fast and they're going to get faster. Yeah. Towards the end of the season, minus 150 would have been a hell of a deal on Red Bull last year. So, yeah. but yeah, when it comes to uh, fastest pit stops in F1, when it comes to winning car number in NASCAR, Rod has got you covered. I will never argue with him on any of those bets because it seems like he hits them almost every time. This is great value. 18 to one Mercedes is, is one of the best teams in the paddock, right? Yeah, maybe the, the pit crews have not always been the best. Maybe they haven't always turned out the fastest times. But all they need to do is one of those pit stops has to be super quick. They can do it. Um, and so I like it. It's great value at 18-1. to 1. That'd be a hell of a way to, to hit a, a bet early in the season. Uh, on the first week, you hit an 18-1. to 1. Um, Yeah, are we uh, time to take a break, I guess? Huh? Look at I you. Got to wait for my winner. I was about to give out my winner already. And then I realized uh, I better pump the brakes and pay the bills. <laughs> Cody, man. Cody's jazzed up for this F1 season. I love I'm I ready love, to go. I love amped up Cody, man. It I just got my alarm me... for Sunday set already, Rod. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. We're going to step away for a break. When we come back, we will talk about our winner's bets. And we'll tell you who we think is going to win and then who we think is going to win. <laughs> When we come back from the break. But let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, but they also got you covered with a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over now to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 that's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. So as we do each and every week, the disclaimer for us is A, the Red Bull fastest pit stop is always the, the first mention, but also here's your weekly reminder that Max Verstappen is minus 120 in some places to win this race, minus 133 in others, Whereas the next best person is at plus 320 in other places. And then, uh, let's see, Charles Leclerc is at plus 275 in various other books. So, uh, if, you, if you notice a gigantic swing between Max Verstappen and the field, there's a good reason for that. And because Max Verstappen ripped off all those wins last season. So, every book is going to start with Verstappen at minus money to win pretty much every single race Cody I don't think it's going to happen that unless he unless he comes out and maybe doesn't win for like the first five weeks of the season maybe you get even money maybe you get plus 100 I don't know I don't think that's going to happen though yeah it's uh, this is probably what you're going to see him at most of the season like you said unless he struggles 
hardcore, which is highly unlikely. And and if you are big on Max this week, you think he's going to win, it's not a bad bet. Even at minus 125, he is that good. We're both going in different directions because despite as much as he won last season, he doesn't win every single week. Um, and again, it's early in the season. You never know. He didn't win this race last season. They had issues here. And he is beatable. And yes, he set the record for most wins ever by two races, something that had never, ever been done before. How likely is it that that's going to happen again? How likely is it that these other teams haven't caught up a little bit at least to them? Um, and so, yeah, do I think he probably goes out and wins eight, nine races this season? Yeah, I think he does. But is he going to get to 15 again? maybe we should see if there's actual odds on that because the odds on that just seem like it's not, you know, I think his over under for wins is like nine and a half. Uh, I don't have that right in front of me, but it's somewhere in that area, I think. Um, and so, and by the way, I'll plug my Twitter in a few, but go check out my Twitter. I'm going to post, make a post of all of my off season articles on F1. I got a bunch of future stuff in there. Championship over under on wins. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is like five and a half, six and a half set on his wins. <laughs> Again, we're big on Mercedes, but we ain't that big. I, I hammered the under on that, but I will make a thread of all my off-season articles, so make sure you do go check those out over at Husker underscore Zeeb on Twitter. But sticking with the Mercedes theme of things, I am going to take George Russell as my winner. He's 16-1 to 1 to win this race, Rod. That's really the reason I'm taking him. Obviously, you mentioned some of the favorites up top there. It's Max. It's Shaw. Then you got Sergio Perez, you got Lewis, you got Carlos Sainz, you got George Russell is the sixth of the big six. And even from Sainz at plus 900, then you jump to Russell at plus 1600. I don't quite understand why there's such a drop off, why he's listed as the last of the big six, because if I'm lining the big six up, he's third or fourth on that list, in my opinion, behind Max, behind Lewis, behind Shaw, and then you get to George. But we saw it last year, right? He won a race, and Lewis didn't even win one. So we know he can get it done. I expect a lot from Mercedes. I'm just going to jump straight to the value. Again, we haven't seen these guys in a race this season, so anything can happen. Does the winner come from one of these big six? Most likely, yes. Obviously, the odds really actually don't drop off as much as they normally do. Fernando Alonso is only 20-1. to Then it's Lance Stroll, who's probably not even going to be racing at 150-1 to after that. That's how much... The odds drop off. Um, Alonzo ran the most laps in testing and had some decent laps, so I guess maybe that's why he's up here. I don't fully understand that. But but George Russell for me, 16-1. to 1. Uh, I'm just going to go right, swing for the fences right away. But again, I think this is the best chance you have at grabbing some some deep value because we, there's just there's so many unknowns, and he's one of those top three teams. We expect one of those three to be there. Already made the case for him to make the podium finish. Maybe he gets the podium, and maybe he gets the win as well. I am going in a different direction, like you said. I mean, again, I, I really do think this Mercedes team is going to be a little bit stronger than it was last season. It kind of has to be at this point, right? I mean, those guys, you could you could see and you could hear the frustration, not only in, in their radio conversations, but just in everything that they were talking about. They were frustrated because they just could not catch Red Bull when it mattered. And so um, you know that they, they're they going to take a little bit of pride in what they do. I like your 16-1 to 1 lean, uh, but I'm going to take Lewis Hamilton on the other side of that fence. He's at uh, plus 850, so 8.5 to 1 
to win this race. Again, I like the value for Lewis Hamilton. The dude has won on this track a lot. <laughs> he won in 2021. He won in 2020. He won in 2019. He won in 2015. He won in 2014. So uh, the dude's won on this track quite a bit. And if it wasn't really uh, Max Verstappen, it's it's Lewis Hamilton. He's got to be coming down to, and I don't want to say he's, he's you know, aging out of this sport, but listen, when you've been racing as long as him, when you have been tenured as long as him, when you've won as much as that guy, there's very little else you have to prove. And I know that race car drivers are built different than me, uh, a mere podcaster. But I would think that at some point in your life, you've done everything you need to do. And, you know, as you start to get toward the end of your career, it starts to become a situation where you're like, okay, I, I may go ahead and just uh, ride this one out, but I want to go out with a bang, especially if you're a past champion like Lewis Hamilton. Again, I know that this is not necessarily all that stats-driven, and, and you probably want more hardcore stats, but look, the guy's got this many wins on this track. He's, he's a seasoned veteran in what could be one of his last few seasons out there. Um, I, he's going to want to go win as much as humanly possible, and you have to beat guys like Max Verstappen in order to prove that you still have it. So what better way to do it than the first track of the season, the first race of the season? I love the plus 850 angle of this because... Like I said, if you're betting on Max Verstappen, you might as well go ahead and sprinkle a little bit on a couple of long shots to pull it out. And um, as far as long shots go, we don't see very many long shots, and I put that in quotes, win these races. So the longer shots you have is from these big teams. And, you know, guys like Russell, guys like Lewis, guys um, like Charles Leclerc and, and Carlos Sainz and even Sergio Perez to a lesser extent are those long shots that you're going to take. So I'm okay with going with a veteran that's won this race quite a bit, and uh, especially a plus 850. I, I like that. Yeah, I agree with you, everything you said. Again, a lot of people are, are down on Mercedes. They're not getting a ton of love, but we've not seen them compete in a race this season. It's not, that's not because week one it came out and they were just bad and everybody's adjusted to it. That's just between the testing, between whatever else, people are devaluing them. But if they're holding cards back, and it's Lewis Hamilton. He's won a few times in his career. He's got a few championships, knows what he's doing. He can get it done. So I think, again, we're not just you know Mercedes fanboys here just giving out all Mercedes picks, but there is a lot of value to be had in Mercedes. Comes out, could be totally wrong. Maybe they both just suck. And we'll be like, okay, well, that was a bad, you know? And, you know, we're always honest and transparent with our losses as as well as our wins, but great time to get some good value. Lewis, obviously one of the best drivers ever, one of the best drivers in the world. Um, and so I think that both of these are good bets. And if Max comes out and wins by 49 seconds, nobody's going to be surprised, but you don't want to come here and just get Max Verstappen to win every week at minus 125 either. <laughs> I mean, we're going to tell you to do it anyways, but we're also going to give you ones that we hope will uh, beat Max in his own game. So, also, just for the record, I wrote this article on over-under wins in January, January 16th. Lewis Hamilton was at five and a half at the time. He's down to three and a half now, wow. which is funny because they're down on him and they don't think he's going to do much. And he didn't win any races last season. And his over-under still set at three and a half. So they're still scared that he's going to win races. They, they think based on this, and he's actually juiced to the over. So... They think he's going to be under, but they still think he could win three races, right? So you get those wins somewhere. 
why not start the season right out of the gate with them? Be happy with me. I, I'd love every single minute of that. So, um, all right, get out your pen and paper. I'm going to tell you all of the bets that we picked for the uh, first race of the F1 season. Remember, of course, in scheduling, guys, um, this is actually the, the schedule is a little different than most people are used to, uh, especially because this is a, a full weekend, basically. So Friday starts practice. Uh, practice one is on Friday. Practice two is on Friday. Practice three and qualifying are both on Saturday. And then, of course, the race is on Sunday. Uh, make sure you're looking for your local time. Uh, over here on the West Coast, it starts at 0700, which is 7 o'clock for all of you civilians out there. Uh, but practice on Friday starts at 3.30 uh, in the morning <laughs> on Pacific time. So uh, make sure you set might, your might have to DVR that one. I, def <laughs> I DVR everything. So, um, yeah, so it's Friday, first practice. So that, that means that you got to get your bets in before uh, you go to bed on Thursday night. Because if you do, you're going to miss out on my first bet. Uh, but for Cody's, it'll st all of Cody's, actually, you can still manage to make it. So uh, I always push you to get your bets in early is really what it but, is. Yeah, get them in early because if Mercedes unloads and they're fastest in, the, in practice one, see you later, 1600. See you later, 850. Those aren't going to be there. No, they will not. All right, Cody started you out with George Russell on the podium at plus 275. I followed it up with Lando Norris over the rookie, Nick DeVrice, over uh, in practice one at plus 120. And then Cody uh, followed it up uh, with Piastri over Lando at plus 295. I said that Ferrari was going to have a double top six finish. Um, I got this at minus 165. Shop around a little bit. There probably might be a better number out there for you. Cody said Haas was going to have both drivers inside the top 10 at plus 700. And then I said Mercedes. Look, I reminded you Red Bull's going to have the fastest pit stop at minus 150, but I also gave you uh, that Mercedes could have the fastest pit stop as well at plus 1,800. And then Cody said George Russell was going to win at 16-1, to 1, and I said Lewis Hamilton was going to win at plus 850, but we both want to gently remind you that Max Verstappen is still there, and he's probably going to end up winning this race. But if he doesn't, one of those other two should be able to wrestle the win from him. So that is it, folks. We go to Bahrain to start the F1 season. Man, I cannot wait to watch these cars zip around the track. We've watched stock cars for the last couple of weeks. Now we get to watch some open-wheel action. Um, it's, a, it's a fine time for racing. It is a fine time for racing, Rod. I'm excited. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, like I said, I'll post a thread over there um, with, with all my articles for futures in the offseason. Uh, not much has changed in my opinion. Some of the numbers have changed. Obviously, the Lewis one has dropped a little bit there. Um, but hit me up if you have any questions. And then make sure you're in our Discord as well, the F1 channel. Been a little bit quiet over the offseason, but it's about to be fired up. We'll have a weekly uh, DFS game over there. You can play against each other, talk crap to each other when, uh, when you win. It's a lot of fun, so definitely get in over there. It most certainly is. All right, follow me on Twitter, at Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media for NASCAR, all your favorite stuff going on. Stick with us, folks. We're just kicking off the F1 season. We are excited to be doing so. Thank you for joining us for season two. Hopefully we win you some money this weekend. As I always say here on the uh, motorsports part of this gambling, let's go racing and let it ride.